powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Shalom, what's going on, everybody? It is, wow, it is Monday night, June 8th. We're going to have an amazing night in prayer. Come on in, starting about a minute or so early to give you some time to come on in and get yourself settled and begin to like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. Come on, I want you to do it with me. Like this video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. It's going to be powerful, y'all. You you know that always, always, always it's going to be powerful. So again, I want you to like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. Come on in. Prayer is going to be amazing. Come on in, guys. It's going to be great. Come on in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and uh, and share this video tonight. It's going to be powerful. Uh, listen, let me also say, uh, as we are getting ready for prayer uh, tonight, guys, we're going to we're going to come out the gate, <clears throat> excuse me, strong tonight. And so uh, I want you to make sure that uh, that you are uh, are mindful of uh, making sure that you share. All right, we're going to come out strong. What are we doing, guys? For uh, one hour, we gather together and pray for one hour every single Monday night. Uh, that's what we do. And uh, and we're excited about that happening. Even tonight, uh, it's going to be powerful. So come on in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share it on Facebook, on YouTube, on uh, all of our digital platforms tonight. So glad that you are with me uh, tonight to pray. Hey, listen, I see you, Denver. I see you. I see you, Virginia Beach. Come on, Thornton. What's going on, Tampa? ATL, Aurora. I see you. All of your comments, I see you. And it's so good uh, to see you. Let me say this. I mean, also welcome everybody that's watching right now or listening, rather, on the Uncommon Gospel radio network we are so glad that you all are on with us tonight we love you and are so blessed uh to know that uh, you are being impacted by what we do every monday night for prayer it's uh it's it's amazing from globe globeville all right globeville what's going on y'all uh oklahoma city this is amazing come on in like the video tell me where you're watching from and uh, and share this video tonight again it is going to be powerful uh as it always is prayer is going to be powerful so i want you to come on in so that we can move in this thing tonight um let me also say this if you are not registered for tomorrow um, night if you're in the atlanta area you've got family in the atlanta area uh, we're having our first digital interest gathering it's tomorrow night at the six o'clock mountain time eight o'clock eastern time eight o'clock eastern time i want you to make sure that you give us up Inglewood, uh, Inglewood, um, that you get registered for that. Um, tomorrow night registration is totally free. Every register, I've got a gift for you. Um, we are excited about Harvest Church Atlanta, right? We are coming and expanding to the Atlanta area. Uh, this is where our anniversary was last month. We're celebrating it this month. 14 years. Can I get y'all to just type one four, put a 14 on the screen? 14 years since Harvest Church was started from scratch. 
with nothing. And guys, we have seen God uh, do some amazing things, right? And what's even more amazing is that we are just getting started, right? 14 years. That's a long time to do anything and to see uh, what God is doing. It blows my mind to be a multicultural, multi-generational uh, spirit-filled church. It's amazing, right? And one of the beautiful things I love, um, sometimes what you look at as a sentence, you will later see as an opportunity to succeed. Oh my God, I forgot about add my Instagram family. I forgot about Instagram. Wait, come on, Instagram. Instagram, I'm like, where Bishop at? I'm coming. Bam. There we go. Let's add Instagram in. Um, sometimes what you look at as a sentence is really an opportunity for you to succeed. There are things you've got to learn in a valley um, that sometimes you're not able to learn from a different place. And there are things that you have to learn in a low place that sometimes God wants you to use when you go to a high place. And I'm so grateful. Can I be honest with you? For years, I view being uh, in Denver as a sentence. I viewed it as a negative thing. I love Denver. I love the people of Denver, love our church. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Denver is 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation. Wow. So if you're going to start a church, like this isn't one of the ideal places that you think. What's going on Instagram? Come on in. It's time for Monday Night Prayer. Let's go. Command your week. Everybody. If, if you come in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this bad boy. Um, it's 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation. Meaning there are only four places with lower church attendance. Then it is only 4% African-American. What is that? That gives you sort of a glimpse into the fact that there's not a lot of ethnic diversity um, in the state of Colorado, nor in the city of Denver. Why is that important to understand? If you're trying to build something diverse and you're in a place where there's not a lot of diversity, woo, so check this out. Uh, for a while, I viewed it as a sentence. And I want to encourage somebody tonight. There are things in your life that you have been viewing as a sentence. You've been viewing them as a negative thing. You've been viewing it as a why me. And I need you to reverse that thing tonight. And say, God, thank you that you picked me to handle this. Because when I'm viewing as a sentence, God, you are going to use it to cause me to have success. For years, David was on the backside uh, of his father's uh, of his father's pasture, tending to his father's sheep. And while he was back there, let me tell you what he did. He fought a, a lion and he fought a bear. Y'all better hear me. While he was back there dealing with dirty, stinking sheep. Watch me. Sheep stink. They're, they're dirty. He was learning to be a shepherd. And I need you to hear me. As he was learning to be a shepherd, he was learning how to lead people. Because in the Bible, people are likened unto sheep. So check it out. David was learning how to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly of people interactions. Check it out. Why? Because God was preparing him what looked like a sentence. What was He was preparing him to eventually become king because he was going to have to lead people. Watch this, that his predecessor, who was named Saul, didn't do a good job doing. Whatever you're trying to tell me, Bishop, whatever you're viewing as a sentence right now, can I just get you to say, thank you, Lord. If there's anybody on prayer tonight, Instagram, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, every platform tonight, if there's areas of your life that you view as a sentence, can I get you to say, thank you, Lord? Why? It's preparing you for something that you don't even know is on the radar. You don't even know is on the map. It's preparing you. I want to open up prayer tonight as we celebrate what we're getting ready to. It's the first of our digital interest gatherings. It really marks the beginning of the next phase and the next um, chapter of Harvest. I want you to take a lesson from me there that whatever you're viewing as a sentence, you will realize God is really using it to set you up to succeed. So let's cover that in prayer. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, we cover every single scenario that we view as a sentence, that we view as a negative thing, that we view as, as something that's bad or something that 
is something we should look at negatively. Father, thank you for reversing how we view that tonight. And in your name, God, we ask that you would cause us to see it as an opportunity to succeed and not a sentence. You are literally setting us up so that we can do well. So, Father, show us how to maximize what we used to view as a sentence. Show us how to succeed in the midst of what we think is a sentence. Show us how to maximize every circumstance, every situation, every condition that we are in. Forgive us tonight, Father, for complaining. Forgive us tonight, Father, for viewing things the wrong way. Instead, Father, allow us to see it how you see it. Allow us to see it in a way, Father, that brings you the glory. We exist for your glory. Have your way in us. So tonight, God, as we open up in prayer, Father, for this next now 53 minutes, we are going to bombard heaven and we are going to expect results. Your word says, that the kingdom suffers violence. What is the kingdom? It is heaven's attributes on earth. It is the way you do things. You said that the kingdom suffers violence. What is violence? That means that we are aggressive. Tonight when we pray, we will be aggressive when we pray. Tonight as we pray, we will be focused. Tonight as we pray, we will be unwavering. Your kingdom suffers violence, but violent men and women do what? Take it by force which means we don't have to just be a statistic. We don't have to just let life happen to us. We are happening to life. We are not victims of circumstance. We get to use our confession to change our circumstance. So in your name tonight, God, have your way through prayer tonight in us. Give us the tongue of the learn. What does that mean? Give us the words to pray when we don't know what to pray. Give us the words to say when we do not know what to say. Lord, we pray that your perfect will would be prayed for us tonight, which means that we're not reducing what we pray for because it's something that we can conceptualize. But, Father, that we would pray with authority. Come on, y'all. We pray with boldness tonight and that we leave prayer feeling like David did after he took down that bear and took down that lion. That's why when he looked at Goliath, he said, I've already overcome a whole lot. That's why I'm not scared of you. I need somebody to just type on the screen. I'm not scared. I've already beat obstacles. That's why I'm not scared of this. I've already overcome statistics. That's why I'm not scared of this. I've already overcome obstacles that were stacked against me. That's why I'm not scared of this. Tonight, we can boldly approach the throne of grace and attain favor and mercy in our time of need. So, Father, we refuse to walk in fear. We refuse to walk in anxiety. We refuse to walk in panic. Instead, we rise up in strength. Your word says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. This means just like that lion got up in David's face because he thought David was going to back down in fear. We rise up now just like that lion in the face of anything that's trying to intimidate us, anything that's trying to beat us down, anything that's trying to uh, tell us we're not good enough, Anything that's trying to make us act in fear, anything that's trying to make us act in anxiety, anything that's trying to make us act in panic, we shut that down tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you forgive us for all our sin, most committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us for iniquity, that is practicing generational curses. Forgive us, Father, for not being the curse breakers in our bloodline. Forgive us for being the curse perpetuators, Father, when we were supposed to shut some stuff down. And break it in the name of Jesus. And finally, Father, forgive us for walking in transgression. What is that? That is when we willfully deviate from what we know to be true in your word. Forgive us for walking in that tonight. Father, guide us as we pray. Father, give us strength as we pray. Give us wisdom as we pray tonight. Prayer is our way to fight. The scripture says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. What does that mean? 
that you didn't name the weapons. You just told us what the weapons do. So when we pray, what are we doing? We are pulling down stronghold. What's the stronghold? It is something that's got a hold on all three parts of our humanity on our body, on our soul, and our spirit. So tonight, Father, we're going to use the weapons that we have to accomplish things in our life. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, can I get everybody on every platform to type amen right there. Listen, guys, if you're just coming in, this is Command Your Week Prayer. I'm Bishop Foreman, Pastor of Harvest Church. If it's your first time, do me a favor. Wave and say, hey, or say, it's my first time. What do we want to do? We just want to shoot some love your way to let you know how glad we are that you joined us for prayer tonight. We do this every single Monday night from 7 o'clock Mountain to 8 o'clock Mountain. That's 9 Eastern to 10 Eastern. And for many of you, watch me, this is the longest time of prayer. You're going to pray all week. So I want to encourage you to make it mean something. How do I make it mean something, Bishop? Set aside this time, because when we pray, we're going to see results. Can I get y'all to just type some testimonies on the screen? Just type a testimony of some of the results you've been seeing in your life. Just type a testimony. Put it on there. You ain't got to get the whole thing. Give as much as you can type quickly. Why are you having us type testimonies, Bishop? Because the Bible says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus handled that 2,000 years ago. And the word of our, here it is, testimony, which means I need you never to be ashamed of what you would go through. I need you never to be ashamed of what you overcome. I need you never to be ashamed of what you're still dealing with now. There is now no condemnation. Now let's call them out. I see unexpected check, financial blessing. Hey, what's going on, Charlene? Welcome. It's your first time. Bought a house. Wait, wait a minute. Bought a house in the midst of quarantine. Y'all better say something on here. Favor and new opportunities. All needs miraculously melt. Come on, y'all can see them right there. Come on, come on. Type your testimony on the screen. Healed from a shortness of breath. Favor, new job. What's going on if it's your first time? What's happening, Caleb? I see you. I see several of you. It's your first time. Welcome tonight. You're in a safe place. Talk to me. Talk to me. Protection. Come on, protection. I see you. I see you. What else? Talk to me. What are, what are we typing, Bishop? I want you to put a testimony on the screen because that's how you overcome the enemy. You need to let him know, hey, sucker, you thought you had me, but God got me. I need you to get a little hood in you just a little bit for just a minute. I need you to let your enemy know he did not win. He did not overcome you. He did not beat you. It may have looked like you was wobbling for a minute, but baby, you got your bounce back. I see cured of COVID-19 promotion. Come on. Put a strong financial breakthrough, peace and true productivity. A new man. Got so many testimonies, so many praise reports, approval of your unemployment. Uh, listen, so many things that are happening. And I, listen, ooh, I like this one. He kept your tongue in the midst of a trial. Uh, sometimes the reason that you need to do what you got to do is you got to learn how to hold your tongue. Oh, my God, look at this testimony. Someone passed away, but you are living testimony of God's grace. I send God shalom to you. This testimony says it's God and it's harvest that gives me, and harvest that gives me the strength. I send God shalom to you that nothing would be missing, that nothing would be broken, that nothing would be lacking. And that all would be well. I pray that even in this time of transition, that you would still be triumphant in Jesus' name. Financial increase. Do y'all see all these? I'm more aware of the Holy Spirit. They're everywhere. Instagram and all the other platforms. So here's what I want us to do. <clears throat> Sometimes we are, so, we are so focused on the big thing that we miss the little thing. We're so focused on the big thing, y'all, that we miss the little thing. 
So here's what we're about to pray. Lord, and just so you know, whenever we pray, I pray about what to pray about. Prayer is strategy. Like prayer is how we go to war. That's what the Bible says. The effective, fervent prayers of the righteous avail of most. What's effective mean? It means I'm not just saying a whole bunch of words. If you grew up in church, you learned to, you maybe learned to pray like this. You just blot out a bunch of stuff that you heard somebody else say. And it's not strategic. So whenever you're not strategic in prayer, you are not going to see specific results. I'm about to thank God. Whenever you are not strategic in prayer, you are not going to see specific results. And this is why some people get frustrated with prayer and they'll say, well, prayer doesn't work. It's not that prayer doesn't work. It's just that here's what you pray. Lord, just bless me and Lord, just do whatever you want to do. Well, he's already blessed you. So there's nothing new for him to do. I, I need you to just type the word on the screen, all things new. Those three words. All things new. That's what 2020 was all about. Um, that was the prophetic word released over 2020. And can we be honest? That's exactly what this year has been. While it come in, while it came in an unexpected way, God is still making everything new. Can I tell you what's new? You are. Can I tell you what's new? How you view things. Can I tell you what's new? How you handle certain things. Can I tell you what's new? What you thought you needed because you learned that uh, uh, in quarantine, there were some things you thought you needed that you did not know. Uh, that you did not need. Are you ready? So I'm going to cover this right here in prayer. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, show us how to see the small things. Show us how to see the small victories. Show us how to see the small testimonies. Father, thank you now that you are our provider. Show us that you're not just the provider of financial things, but you're the provider of spiritual things, not just the provider of spiritual things, but the provider of things for our soul, our mind, our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. Father, show us how to see the little things. Show us how to see the things that other people overlook. Why? Because grateful people always get more. And Father, we want you to know we're grateful. We want you to know we're appreciative. That's why your word says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Father, you said the first thing I want to do when I see you, when I see you, the first thing I want is some thankfulness. The first thing I want is some gratefulness. The first thing I want is for you to make it clear that you appreciate me. God, come on, y'all. We appreciate you tonight for all the little things. We appreciate you, Father, that even if we had to go through a valley, that you, we didn't stay there. We appreciate you, Father, for every way you've made. We appreciate you for every door you shut down. Your word says you're the God that opens doors that no man can shut, but you're also the God that shuts doors no man can open. If you shut it, that's because there's nothing behind it that we need. Come on, y'all. If you open it, that's because we're supposed to walk through it. Father, we appreciate you. Can I get you to put that on the screen? God, we appreciate you because you've been consistent, because you've been faithful, because you've been dependable, because you've been reliable. Even when we were unfaithful, you were faithful. And we want you to know you are appreciated. We want you to know that we want to see the little things. We want to see you in the details. We want to see you in the things that other people ignore. We want to see you in the things that other people don't pay attention to because grateful people always get more. And Father, as we begin to move into the second half of 2020, Father, we have great expectation, Father, that this last half will be better than the first half. Come on. The last half will be better than the first half. The last half will be better than the first half. The first half. It's like a football game. And Father, we at halftime. So today, as we pray, we pray with the mentality that we are going into the second half of this year 
expecting nothing but victory after victory after victory after victory. Father, we expect your supernatural. That is when you add your super to our natural. That means when we look at our lives, we're going to say this was nobody but God. This was nobody but the Lord that steps in. Father, we expect now, Father, for the second half to be the best half of this year. And we know that this is still going to be the best year of our lives and still going to be the best decade of our lives. In Jesus' name. Can I get a few of y'all to just type amen right there? Listen, if you're just coming in, like this video, guys. Tell me where you're watching from. And, uh, and share this bad boy tonight. Listen, um, again, I want to reiterate, if you are not registered, if you're in the Atlanta area or you know somebody uh, in the Atlanta area, I want for you to get registered for our, our um, digital uh, interest gathering tomorrow night. The Lord told me, continue to move forward. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, well, Bishop, with everything going on and people just coming out of the quarantine, are you sure you want to keep moving forward on this? I said, listen, sometimes the storm is to test your resolve. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes there are inconsistencies around you to test your consistency. And I need you to let the enemy know. Watch me. So just put this on the screen. I'm consistent. Sometimes the storm is to test your consistency. And you've got to remain consistent. Even before we went into quarantine, as things are beginning to open up in Colorado, and I can tell they're opening up because the traffic looks open, huh? Um, as this beginning to happen, Many people are saying, well, we, they're pre-recording messages and all that. And nothing against that. The Lord told me, he said, stay consistent. He said, what you were doing before quarantine, I need you to do during because I need you to keep your stamina up for afterward. See, some of you are going to be so glad that you, watch me, that you remain consistent. Because when you start winning, watch me, it's going to require more energy. I'm going to say that again. When you start winning, it's going to require more energy. Losing is easy because it doesn't require very much effort. When you start winning, it requires effort because you got to maintain your wins. And the second half of this year, I just need you to announce it to, to your second half. Just type that word, W-I-N. That's what we do. All I do is win. My hands go up. huh? And they stay there. You're going to be glad that you kept studying. You're going to be glad that you kept eating right. You're going to be glad that you were consistent. You need consistency so that you can have stamina. God says, once you come out of quarantine, your, your winning is going to require your consistency. He said, because I'm getting ready to do something for you that's going to blow your mind. Win! That's what we're doing the second half of this year. So with that, yes, we're still moving forward. Harvest Church Atlanta, our first digital gathering, our digital interest gathering. For those of you like, what is this? What is Harvest Church? Or some of you already know, I want to serve in Harvest Church. I know there are harvesters that are connected to us. Um, last time we were there, last time I was there was October. I was there October. I preached the conference. Then before that, we were there in July. And uh, of course, we planned to be there a whole lot. And then coronavirus happened. And in all of that, uh, one of the things that's amazing to me is how many are still connected to us from that period of time. I know harvesters are connected that we met. And I preached that conference and they are like harvest in. Do you hear me? They all in there. So it's tomorrow night. To register for that, it's on the screen. You can text coming to 59769. And when you do that, it'll uh, you'll see the links to be able to register for that. Uh, you can also, I'm going to give you three ways to do it. You can also just go to the website, harvestchurch.church, and click on events, and you can register there if you want to do it that way. And then finally, if you want to text HCATL, HCATL, Harvest Church Atlanta, Harvest Church Atlanta to 59769, you can get connected uh, that way. All right, but want to make sure that you do that. It's tomorrow night. It's going to be uh, one hour or less. 
It's at eight o'clock Mount, or excuse me, eight o'clock Eastern time, six o'clock Mountain time. All right. Listen, guys, as we move forward uh, in prayer tonight, and again, even my Uncommon Gospel Radio Network audience and family too, if you want to be a part of that, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, text HCATO to 59769. And everybody that attends tomorrow night, I got a gift for you. I got a digital gift for you. We're going to send you after we do that tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you get registered for that. Guys, uh, I want to move in this. We just started a series of harvest. I preach in series because um, I want you to see results. Can I get you to type that on the screen? Two things you're going to always have me. Uh, you're going to always be like, we've always got us doing that. Two things. One, you're going to often hear me say, repeat this. Open your mouth. Say this. That's because Proverbs 18, 21 says life and death are in the power of your tongue. Your triumph is in your tongue. Your conquering is in your confession. Your world is in your words. You got me? That's what the scripture says. Jesus is the high priest of our confession, which means whatever it is we speak, whatever it is we confess, that's literally what, as a high priest, what the high priest would do with to go to God on behalf of the people. God says, this is what we're getting for you. So whatever comes out of your mouth, that's what heaven's going to get for you. This is why I need you to make sure that if it ain't Bible, if it ain't good, I need you to just keep that up under the hood. You got me? If it's not good, I need you to keep that up under the hood. Why? Because he's the high priest of whatever you say. Got it? And so it's so important that you don't let your words mess up your world. Second thing you're going to uh, often hear me do um, and ask you to do during prayer, and really anytime I'm ministering, is I'm going to have you to type it. Of course, digital right now, we type it. And we ain't going to be touching our neighbors for a little bit. All right? <laughs> even when we're back in the building, we're going to just, you can eat, you're going to elbow your neighbor, you can. Foot your neighbor. We're going to wait a little bit before we touch them. But check me out. Why do we do that, Bishop? Matthew says, wherever two or three touch agree on anything, it shall be done for them. Agreement, watch me, agreement accelerates. This is why we pray together. Why? Because agreement accelerates. Whenever you get agreement, let's look at what's going on in America right now. Not just America. The last count I saw was almost 20 countries around the world. Protests that are going on. Guess what? Agreement is accelerating. You are seeing a, a movement swell all across America and around the world. Uh, and guess what? Why is that happening? Because there's agreement. There's agreement and we got to shut down this racism. There's agreement. We got to shut down this mess. Agreement accelerates. So guess what, guys? When we gather together on prayer, what do we have? Agreement. And what is agreement going to do? It's going to accelerate. Y'all better hear me. So everything we cover in prayer tonight, it's being accelerated because there's agreement. The Bible says, whatever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when we get some agreement, we can accelerate. Y'all got me? So that's why we're doing this tonight. So when I have you to type it or say it, and it's not just because I'm trying to give you something to do, it's because I'm getting you to activate the scripture so you can see results. So we're in this series um, that we started last Wednesday. We only do two messages in this series called Bad Boys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. If you don't have our app, you have got to get our app. Bishop, how do I get the app? You can text the word HARVEST to 59769. Like, I got all these texts. We do that so that we can be green in 2019 and beyond. So that we're not doing. If you go up old school church, you remember when you had to go out to the vestibule and the clerk had the clipboard and you put your name and all of that. We don't do all that. We do texting around here. That way we can be efficient. Uh, and we've done it like that for years. But what's so powerful and what's so important about this, guys, um, is that um, when you get the app, you can see all of the past messages, all of the messages from Harvest. 
are 100% free on podcasts, on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. We're getting ready to introduce a new way that you'll be able to get the word to. It'll be embedded in the website. So when you see it look a little different, um, um, it's supposed to look that way. We're adding a new way. So if you like it on YouTube, stay on YouTube. If you like it on Facebook, stay on Facebook. And then you'll have another way that we're going to be adding to the website too. Um, and then, of course, Periscope and, and our app and all the different ways. Listen, um, this series, Bad Boys. Oh, my, 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 my. Feel like Johnny Gill. My, 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 my. Um, this thing has been powerful uh, in the start. We started last Wednesday and I had this mirror. And with this mirror, uh, I began to do what life does to you. See, here's what happens. God makes us, Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you. And he says, watch me, I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. I need you to get that. Why is that important? Before you were born, God decided what you would do. I need you to catch that. Before we were born, God decided what we would do and who we would be. This is important because most of us spend our lives saying, what do I want to do? Instead of saying, God, what do you want me to do? People say, well, you need to pursue your passion. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. Okay. If you, uh, uh, Elisha's passion was ox herding. What he, what he was called to do, watch me, was to be Elijah's replacement. Your passion might be misdirection. That's a whole word right there. Your passion might be misdirection. I need you not to get caught up and saying, this is what I want. I didn't want to be a pastor, y'all. 14 years in this thing. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to be a bishop. This was God's plan, not my plan. And so what I want to cover in prayer is this first part. Because God makes us. And then we're going to go into that. We're going to cover every aspect of this in prayer. If you're just coming in, like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Um, we're going to cover in prayer that your pursuit is actually what God wanted you to do, not what you want. Because what you want, you watch me, what you want, you may not be built to do. I was having a call the other day, uh, last Tuesday with the attorney general. Guys, last Sunday, I told you that we were going to get uh, we were going to get um, some uh, results. My lane, everybody's got a different lane. And my lane and what's going on in America, as I said, I'm going to influence the influencers. That's my response. That's literally what a bishop is, an overseer, pastor to pastors, a leader to leaders, a general to general. So what I said is I'm going to influence the influencers. So I told you I was going to get results. That's exactly what we did. So I got on the phone uh, with elected officials and said, guys, we need results. What do we need to do? Make a long story short. By Wednesday, we had a bill introduced in the Colorado uh, State Legislature in the Senate. Um, that is called the, I believe it's called the uh, uh, Law Enforcement Integrity and Accountability Act. Can I get you to put results on the screen again? And uh, we had it introduced by Thursday. Uh, they began debate, doing all the things they need to do. And we've got a real shot at potentially getting that passed. If you did not look at those videos I did uh, with Representative Coleman and Attorney General uh, Phil Weiser, please go watch those videos and please get on the phone or email. Even if you don't live in Colorado, please listen to me. Even if you don't live in Colorado, it doesn't matter. You can still reach out to these folks and let them know we want that law passed. Several things that are in that law. I don't want to take too much time on this because this is prayer, but there's several things that are in that law. But guess what? What's the use of being spiritual if you ain't going to change what's going on in the natural? Y'all better hear me. What's the use of serving the king of kings if you ain't going to change what's going on in the nation? Uh, and so 
several things that are key things in that bill. Like one is called the fleeing felon. It, it strips, um, uh, it gets rid of the fleeing felon law. In 49 states, except California, California just repealed theirs. Um, a law enforcement officer is authorized to use lethal force, listen, if they think somebody might have committed a felony. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me on prayer. Y'all ain't talking to me on my No Shave Monday on prayer. If they think that someone, if they think that someone has the ability to, or has committed a felony, they have the right to use lethal force to stop them. That's the law. So sometimes we're looking at these cases and saying, how'd they get off? How'd they get off? How'd they get off? Because the law says they thought it. And here's the deal. You can't adjudicate a thought. What do you mean adjudicate? I mean, you can't go through a legal process. But what were you thinking? Well, there's no way to prove that's true. There's no way to know that. That gets shut down if we get that bill passed. Can I get somebody to put a phrase on that right there? If we get that bill passed, that gets shut down. That should not be the law. You should not be able to think that and hurt somebody's life because of what you think. So many other provisions. One of those provisions is, is that um, your record um, as a, uh, a police officer, it becomes public knowledge and it's public information. Do you not know? It is shielded from the public to know unless you sue to get it, which means you're going to have to have the financial resources to obtain an attorney to sue the government to get to get the information. Got it. So there's so many things that are in that bill. Uh, matter of fact, since I'm talking about it, let's can we cover that in prayer? Let's cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we cover that bill right now in prayer. Father, we recognize and realize that we are in the kingdom. Oh, God, I feel like going up. We are in the kingdom for such a time as this. Just like you told Esther, who was a uh, forenamed Hadessa. Father, you said, uh, uh, Mordecai tells her, perhaps you've been born for such a time is this. Father, we are alive for the time that we are needed most. And we are alive for such a time as this. So God, in Jesus' name, we cover that bill and we say, Lord, we expect a favorable outcome. It is common sense. It's not anti-law enforcement. It's just anti-brutality and anti-foolery and anti-foolishness. We cover that bill. Come on, y'all. I need you praying with me. We cover it and we expect favorable results. Turn the heart of every senator. Every Republican, turn their heart. Every Democrat, turn their heart. Every Independent, turn their heart. We are alive for such a time as this. And Father, you've given us the ability. I'm about to go up. You've given us the ability, God, to adjudicate through prayer. What does that mean? When we pray, you are literally giving us the ability to bring motions before the court of heaven. You are giving us the ability to come before the ultimate judge. You are giving us the ability to come before the source of all authority, for no authority exists except the Lord. So we come tonight making adjudication. We lay out our motion before you, God, and we ask you for a favorable outcome now for that bill. Father, turn every heart so that it is passed, so that this state, Father, can be lead the way in changing what is long overdue. We ask you for it. We thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Can I get everybody, please, 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 if you ain't typing that all tonight on prayer on every platform, can I get you to say amen right there? Um, listen, guys, uh, uh, since we got on that, if you haven't looked at that, do that, all right? That's my lane. So people say, well, what does the church do? That's my lane. Got it? And don't be complaining about something you're not helping to solve. All right? Because it's very easy. People like to complain and point fingers. What Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church do, 
is we get out there and we make it happen. And I'm not saying that for any kind of pretentious nature or anything like that. I told you last Sunday I was going to get you results by Wednesday that bill was introduced. Come on here, God. Can anybody say thank you, Jesus, for that? All right? And so we pray for a favorable outcome. I brought that up because last week um, I was on a call on Tuesday with the Attorney General for Colorado. And we were on the call. And, uh, and, I, and I told him when I started my line of questions for him, I said, listen, this is going to sound like a mean cross-examination from an angry defense attorney. And I started, and I laid it out and all of that. And, um, and he said, Bishop, we could really use you as an attorney. He said, wow, come on down here. He said, you got, you got some time. He said, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not an old man. You got some time. I said, listen, I said, in another life, watch me. I said, in another life, I wanted to do that. My plan for life, and I want, I want you to hear me because we're about to cover in prayer that you do what God created you to do, not just what you want to do. Why? Your passion might be misdirection. So what I wanted to do, I actually wanted to be an attorney. That's what I wanted to do. Um, that's why when I'm preaching, you'll notice I lay the case out. Bam. I give you chapter. I give you verse. I'm presenting the word to you as if I am presenting a case. Um, because I want you to get it. I want you to understand it. That's just how I am as a pastor. I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and then from law, I wanted to go into politics. I wanted to be going to politics. And in between that, I wanted to be appointed to a local judgeship and then make my transition into politics. And then President Obama beat me to what I was trying to do. And, um, and so but that was my plan. There's a videotape of me. I helped develop a program that exists uh, in Colorado called Team Court. And uh, and we created the, the whole model here. And um, then we went to Anchorage, Alaska to present the model. And, and then it, it took off. And it's in I think it's I think it's in most municipalities today. I don't know. Uh, obviously, that was a while ago in all of that. Why am I telling you that? Y'all? Um, that was my plan. That was my plan um, in, in developing that program. That's what I wanted to do. Um, that's what I wanted to do. I was like. God, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to make happen. This is my thing. Um, and that wasn't God's plan. I was passionate about those things. Still am, to be honest with you. Still am. I'm passionate about law. I'm passionate about politics. I've learned to, to, to mute my tongue when there's nothing to win. Got it? My responsibility is to catch everybody. All right? And so that's my responsibility. Uh, but in all of that, in all of that, I'm telling you that because my passion was to do something else. Not what I'm doing now, not not as a pastor and as a bishop. For many of you, can I get you to be very honest with me? How many of you have struggled or are currently struggling with what it is you're supposed to do with your life? I need you to wave at me because we're going to cover that thing in prayer. We're going to cover that thing in prayer. Before this year is out, you're going to be doing what you were created. You're going to be doing what you were created to do. Come on, y'all. Wave at me. If you have struggled, before or you're currently struggling with what you're supposed to do with your life. But what what am I supposed to do? And don't feel ashamed because like, well, Bishop, I'm 50 and I don't know. I'm 60. I don't know. I'm 70. I'm 80. I'm 90. Moses didn't know. Read your Bible. Many of these people didn't actually hit their strides. When you see Moses coming to be a deliverer, Moses is 80-something. Mo- Mo- Moses has lived a good portion of his life. Are you hear what I'm saying? All right, we're going to cover this thing. I see all of your hands. I see all of your hands. I see all of your hands. Um, I want to cover this in prayer um, for you tonight and for all of these hands tonight. I see tons of hands tonight. So number one, don't let the enemy tell you what's wrong with you. Why don't you know? Look at all these hands. Got it? So many people don't know. And, And listen, don't feel bad about that. 
the reality is most people are mistaught. Most people are taught, go after your passion. That's wacky. Most people are taught, go after what you're good at. Okay, here's the deal. We're often passionate about what we're good at. You got me? So the problem with that is that if I go after what I'm good at, that becomes my passion, but I never give myself an opportunity to see what else I'm good at. I froze up. I don't know who this is for. Let me just spend a second right here. I froze up. When we started the church 14 years ago, I froze up. I've told this story before. I was driving down the street. If you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from. I was driving down the street and all of a sudden fear gripped me. I mean, like fear, like I could feel that fear all in my body. You know, if you go to old school church, they're like, my hands look new, my feet do too. Like my body was fearful. Like I, my body was stone cold. And I was like, oh my God. I said, oh my God. Oh my God. I said, God, um, what am I supposed to come up to preach every week? I got fearful because I knew how to build business and start my first business when I was 12. I've been hiring people since I was an adolescent. I knew how to build a business side of it. I was like, God, how in the world am I supposed to build? What's up, Canada? How in the world am I supposed to come up with something to preach every week? Fear came over me. And can I be honest with you? Whenever you are about to use fear or whenever fear comes up, it's an indication you're about to use faith. Let's cover that. Father, in Jesus' name, we I pray that we would change how we view fear and we would recognize that fear is an indication that we are about to use faith. Come on. Fear is an indication we're about to use faith. Fear is not an indication to slow down. Fear is an indication to gas up. Fear is an indication, Father, that we are supposed to not just pursue, but we're supposed to pursue with aggressiveness. Come on, y'all. We're supposed to pursue with strength. We're supposed to pursue with authority. Father, tonight, change how we even view fear so that we see it as an indication. Hey, you're about to do something big. I speak to everybody that's been gripped by fear, everybody that's been gripped by anxiety, Everybody that's been gripped by panic, that that would not shut you down, but it would in fact make you gas up. In other words, I'm getting ready for this thing and I'm moving in it with boldness. In Jesus' name, everybody say right there, amen. So listen, um, what was amazing to me uh, is I was sitting, uh, I was driving down the street, fear grips me, my body goes stone cold. And I'm like, God, how am I going to come up with something to preach every week? I said, ain't nobody going to want to hear what I got to say. I, I, I said, I see why these preachers, this is what I said. I, this is what I said. I said, I see why these preachers be preaching the same thing all the time. I said, because how do you come up with new stuff all the time? Like, how am I supposed to do that? Fear gripped me. Like, I was literally, I remember, I remember I was driving. If you live in Colorado, I was driving uh, eastbound on, uh, what is that, Chambers. I was driving eastbound on Chambers. And, uh, and I was like, God. Uh, what am I going to do? I was fearful. I was fearful. Somebody said, sounds funny. Now, I know, right? I got so much. Yesterday, if you watched the 915, that word was so good to me yesterday. That 915, God, that word was amazing. Uh, called Better Call Saul. You got to go get that word. But what was amazing to me, y'all, is this, is that, um, is that yesterday at the 915, I had preached longer than I normally do. And so if you were watching the 915 and you're like instantly shut down, that's because we went over the thing and the next 1115 was getting ready to queue up and what have you. What I was fearful of 14 years ago, I'm not even concerned about now. I need you to hear me. I prophesied to you 
that what you were fearful about will no longer be a concern for you. I need you to say, I received that. Type that on the screen. What was fearful for you, you would no longer even be concerned about. Um, I have I have series planned out. In November, I planned 2020. I already got series through 2021, 2022, right? Um, my issue is not having something to say. My issue is, Lord, come on, let's, how, we, how do we condense this? What you were fearful about, and no longer be an issue. So I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be a bishop. Um, I, I didn't chase those things. Those things pursued me. Look at me, everybody. Sometimes it is not that you are to pursue what your passion is. It's that God's purpose will pursue you. I'm going to back that thing up so you catch that. Sometimes it is not, please hear me. Sometimes it is not that you are going to have to pursue your passion. It is that God's purpose is going to pursue you. This pursued me. This pursued me. Every other door, you've heard my testimony. Every other door I wanted to walk through, I built a, I built an amazing business. That industry started going through a collapse. That industry went through a collapse. I was like, well, what's next? God shut down every door. He backs me into a corner and says, son, you can do whatever you want to do. You just you can do whatever you want to do. I said, God, there's only one option. He said, I know. I said, God, there's only one thing to do. He said, I know. Y'all better hear me. Y'all better hear me. I see, I see you. I see Angela saying, my jaw dropped because of the way this is resonating with me. This is the Holy Ghost. Because for some of you, watch me. The reason you walk in so much anxiety is because you're not clear. The reason you don't have courage is because you're not clear. The reason that you like, you know, you're over here, over there, over there, everywhere, because you're not clear. We're about to cover this thing in prayer. And I prophesy, please get this tonight. I prophesy that if you are not already doing it, by the end of this calendar year, you will be doing what God created you to do. End of discussion. I need you to respond. I received that. Let's cover this in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I cover in prayer every single individual that a moment ago just put their hand up on the screen. And I decree and declare, Father, that you would make it abundantly clear to them exactly what you created them to do. Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. You formed us. If you formed us, that means you sent us to solve a specific set of problems. You formed us. A phone case is formed to fit a certain type of phone. It won't work on another phone. So, Father, in Jesus' name, show us that thing or those things that you have formed us to do and allow us to walk in that before the end of this calendar year. I rebuke fear that would try to stop us. I rebuke, once again, anxiety that would try to stop us. I rebuke, once again, panic that would try to stop us. Father, I pray that purpose, hey, bye, bye, shit, kid, come on, y'all, that purpose would pursue us in the name of Jesus, that we wouldn't even have to worry about pursuing passion because your purpose would pursue us. It pursue us, let's call it a roll, like Moses did, like it did Moses. It pursue us like it did Joshua. It pursue us like it did Elijah. It pursue us like it did Elisha. It pursue us like it did Paul. It pursue us like it did Timothy. It pursue us like it did Titus. It pursue us like it did Peter. It pursue us like it did uh, 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 all of the rest of them, Father. It pursue us uh, like it did for all of those that walk closely with you. It pursue us like it did John. It pursue us like it did James. It pursue us like it did the sons of thunder. It would pursue us right now 
in the name of Jesus. Guys, I need us to take a praise break. We're about to give God some computer love. Let's go digital praise break. Can I get you to just release five seconds of praise right there if you agree with that? You can do the hand claps. You can do hearts if you're on Instagram. You can just say, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I bless you. Hallelujah. Type it on the screen. Do whatever you need to do. We need to release worship and release praise to seal that prayer. I said we need to release worship and praise to seal that prayer. Purpose is about to pursue you. It's coming to get you. God, you're going to remember tonight, June 8th, 2020. You're going to remember tonight. Six is the number of man. Eight is the number of a new beginning. 20 means all things new. You better hear me. God got you to the end of you so you could have a new beginning so that all things would be new. You better remember tonight because purpose, what God sent you to the earth to do is coming to get you. It's coming to get you. It came to get me. God Almighty, it came to get me. Do you hear me? It came to get me. I didn't have to pursue it. It pursued me. Jesus Christ, my God. Listen, we just got a couple more minutes um, to pray. And let me say this. Even if you're a young person, um, even if you're a young person, hear me. Like, you're like, listen, I'm only in teen. I see tons of young people on prayer tonight. And that's amazing. All ages in prayer. Um, listen to me. Even if you're a young person, don't be, uh, uh, don't wait. I did a series uh, a while back. It was a series called, um, I forget the name of it, but it was it was about students. It was, it was really addressed to, towards young people. Um, you can get it on YouTube or our podcast. One of the messages was that you may be young, but you're ready. Now, for some of us, y'all y'all know that uh, six is the number of man. For some of us, uh, you remember that line from a Key Sweat song. Huh? There's a right and a wrong way to love somebody. Listen, Student Takeover. Thank you. Student Takeover was the name of that series. Can I get you, a few of y'all to type that on every platform? Student Takeover. Um, that was the name of that series. Um, Student Takeover. And one of the messages, may, you may be young, but you're ready. Look at me. Look at me. What's going on in America? I'm amazed when I read the stories that many of the protests that are being uh, uh, set up, they're being set up by young people. 16, 17, 18. Young people. Got it? Can I give you another fact? <laughs> people say fun facts. <laughs> fun fact. Here you go. Jesus, intimate 12, the 12 that would become the ruling apostles, which were known as bishops, according to Acts chapter one. They were ages 13 to 21. Peter was the oldest, more than likely at 21, because Peter was married. We see Peter having a wife. Y'all got me? I need you to catch that. You might be young, but you're ready. If you are under 40, I just need you to type on the screen. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, for my 41 and over, I'm coming for you. Just just hold on. If you're under 40, I need you to type on the screen. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You do not have to wait until you got four and five kids later and two and three bad relationships later to talk about, God, I want to live for you. You can do it right now. If you are 40 or under, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Don't worry about it. If you're 41 plus, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. You are ready. Jeremiah, young man. Elisha, young man. Paul, Timothy, these are young people that changed the world, that changed the world. Do you hear me? That changed the world. Those 12 guys we look at with Jesus, you want to you go deeper? They're from the inner city. They're from the inner city. They are, uh, Israel is on the African tectonic plate. Um, it was called North Africa until post-World War II when the term Middle East was coined which means these were young African men that changed the world. Come on here, y'all. What are you saying? 
God will use you. You ready? You ready? You ready? Now, um, now look at this. For those of you, they were that young. Somebody says they were that young. They were that young. So when you see Peter, then Peter's 24 when he preaches on the day of Acts, or, or, or the, or the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 2. He's about 24 years old. He's between 24 and 25 when he gets up to preach. When these guys are going around preaching and doing all of that, they're in their early 20s, many of them in their teens. Because in the Hebrew culture, they started, listen to me, everybody, and I got to, God, I got to wrap up prayer. Um, in the Hebrew culture, they started preparing you for life when you were, by the time you were 12 and 13, you reached what was called bar mitzvah, the age of the, uh, of the Torah, the age of the law. Um, and so you were considered a man at that time. Whoa, right? We got it wrong in culture where we say, well, when you're 18, now you're ready to go. You wasted seven years. Got it? All right. Now, for everybody, for everybody that's 41 and over, because you're like, well, Bishop, it's too late. It is not too late. Look at me. It's not too late. Y'all remember the story of Joshua and Caleb? I got to do this, and I got I to cover one more thing, and then we got to drop you down. We got to go. Joshua and Caleb. Caleb, um, it takes them a while, right, to get to the promised land. After they go spile to promised land in the book of Numbers, the Bible says that for every day they complain, there's one year they had to spend in the wilderness. So that means they had to spend, hear me, they had to spend 40 years in the wilderness. So you see Caleb, y'all ready? You see Caleb. Caleb is now an aged man. And they're like, well, you know, what are we going to do with this and this? And Caleb comes and says, wait a minute. He says, listen, I am still just as able now as I was back then. In other words, Caleb said, don't you try to shortchange me because I'm not as young as I used to be. He said, I still got a pulse. So what does that mean? God still has a plan. So I need everybody 41 and over to just say he still has a plan. Everybody 41 and over, put it on the screen. He still has a plan. He still has a plan. I don't need you talking about, oh, it's too late. I've lived my life. I was just watching an interview before prayer with Samuel L. Jackson. And he said, I think he said it was 72. I said, Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson is 72? God, dog. And he's still out there making it happen. Still out there making it go. He still has a plan. Still has a plan. Still has a plan. I need you to put it on the screen. He still has a plan. You are not to the end. You're not to the end of your story. And I want to read to you exactly what Caleb said. It's in Joshua 14 for my note takers. It's in Joshua chapter 14. I'm going to read it to you in the, um, I'm just going to read in the old King James Version for I can get it to you real quick. Look what Caleb says. Oh, my God. This is so good to me. Woo, this is good. If it's just coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from, share. Um, look, he says, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. I need you to just put everybody put on the screen. God kept me. That's why you couldn't die by suicide. You couldn't die by car accident. Coronavirus couldn't take you out. No other virus could take you out. Why? God has kept you alive. This is now behold, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years, ever since the Lord spake the word unto Moses, all the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. He said, as yet I am as strong this day. Mm. He says, I am as strong today as I was back then. He says, I'm as strong today. As I was back then, I rebuke you thinking you're too tired. I rebuke you thinking that you're not going to have the energy. I rebuke you thinking you're not going to have the stamina. He says, and behold, I'm this day. Uh, that that turns, turns it to 85 years old. 
Verse 11, I am still as strong today as I was on the day Moses sent me. He says, my strength is now as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. Here's the line, Joshua 14 and 12. So now give me this mountain. I need some of y'all to just get a little authority in your chat tonight and just say, give me my mountain. Everybody 41 plus, give me my mountain. That's what Caleb said. He's 85. He says, give me my mountain. Watch me. He says, give me my mountain, which the Lord spoke on that day. Jesus. And if I kept reading, I can skip down to verse 13. Then Joshua blessed him and he gave it to him. <laughs> he got what he asked for. So for everybody, watch me. Everybody, 41 and over, you're going to get what you asked for. Stop talking about, child, I'm so tired. Child, I'm so wore out. Child, I'm too, I'm too old to do that. No, you are not. Give me my mountain. Listen, guys, I got to I got to stop. Woo. Father, and that for those that are on the first side of 40 and under, Father, that in Jesus name, that they would recognize it was young people that changed the whole trajectory of the world. You use young men to change the world. You trusted your church. You trusted your gospel to young men. And so in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you that for those on that side of their journey, that they would recognize that they don't have time to waste. I come against bad friendships. Let's go. I come against bad friendships. I come against bad relationships. We shut down every distraction that would come their way in whatever form it would come so they'd be focused on what you created them to do, focused on what you want them to do, not their passion, but your purpose. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, you knew us. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, you knew us. You formed us. You knew us. And then you gave us an assignment. 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 And for everybody 41 and plus, I pray, Father, that they would not squander any more time, that they would not waste any more time. I come against people coming in their lives that don't mean them any good. I pray that their discernment would go to another level, that they would not waste time with people who came to waste their time, that they'd recognize Judas quickly. Come on, y'all. That they'd recognize Judas as quickly. That they'd recognize our bad decisions quickly. I pray that their uh, elasticity would grow. What does that mean? Their ability to bounce back. I speak to your bounce back. If you're 41 and plus, I speak to your bounce back. And I decree and declare that the second half of this year, you're going to see more progress than you have for the prior years of your life. In Jesus' name. Can I get everybody right there to type amen? Guys, I got to wrap up prayer tonight. Stay with me. Tonight, if you're on prayer, you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never become a Christian. Two, you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful. Or number three, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I have no clue where things stand with God tonight. Wherever you're at, on every platform, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, every platform, you've become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, on three, I need you to respond in one of two ways. Do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. Right now, do the hand wave emoji, hand wave emoji or say, it's me. One, two, three, respond right now. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I need you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me right there, right there. I'm waiting on you. I see your hand. I see you. I see you. I see two. I see two on Instagram. Come on. I am waiting on you. Respond. There's no shame. There's no guilt. We're not beating you down. We're not throwing you down. We're not throwing you around. There's nothing but love for you tonight. God loves you and he's coming for you. Five. I'm waiting. Come on. 
Four, I'm waiting. Come on. Three, I'm waiting. Two, I am waiting on you. One, listen, even if you're looking at the replay, you can still respond to this because I want to lead you in a prayer. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, I know, I know you care about me. I know, I see your hand. I see you, that you love me. And so tonight, I give you my life. Tonight, I lay it down for you. Have your way in me. Have your way through me. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. If I never knew you, hey, Father. And if I was not sure, I am sure now in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I saw so many hands tonight on Instagram and the other platforms. Here's what I need you to do. Text the word decision. Guys, can I get a few of you to type that in the chat? Text the word decision to 59769. Text decision to 59769. I see your hand. I see you. Text the word decision to 59769. We need to screen record this or screenshot it real quick. Do it. So that way you don't have to hop off a prayer. What are we going to do when I when we send the text, Bishop? We're going to shoot you a text right away. And so you got to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just have it. Guys, there's so much more I wanted to cover, but we didn't get to it. You need to go back and look at this prayer again tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, uh, our eighth Atlanta uh, Digital Interest Gathering. If you're in Atlanta, you know people in Atlanta. Let's get them connected. To find out more, they can text um, uh, coming to 59769. They can text HCATL to 59769. Good to see you. They can text HCATL to 59769, uh, or they can just go to harvestchurch.church. Last thing I want to say, guys, if you want to sow tonight in prayer, if prayer is a blessing to you, you should always bless what blesses you. You should always sow into uh, what sows into you. So if you want to sow, uh, you'll notice we started doing this a few months ago because we never used to do it in prayer. And people started saying, Bishop, how can I sow? How can I give? How can I sow? So now you'll notice I end with that. I'm a giver. I believe in giving. So I'm not teaching something that I don't believe in, something I don't do. I love to give. Text to give is my favorite way to give. Uh, if you want to do that, you can do that. You can go to our website, uh, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. If you want to use the cash app, the cash tags um, are Bishop Foreman uh, or Harvest Church Give, if you want to do it that way. Venmo, you can use Harvest Church Give. PayPal, you can use Harvest Church Give. All of those are on our website. Uh, I'm sewing tonight because uh, I'm I'm this this is so powerful what we covered tonight. I'm sewing tonight, uh, and so I encourage you to join me. Somebody says, Bishop, what's the number? Um, listen, I want to challenge you tonight. What did it speak to you? How did it encourage you? And I challenge you tonight uh, to sow. So let's do that. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing, amazing. Somebody said this, it works. Absolutely. Let me tell you, the ground don't look. Let me use an old school Southern word. The ground don't get no gooder. <laughs> it don't get no gooder than harvest. It's amazing um, what God is doing in and through harvest. Let me also say this. Wow, that's like an amazing testimony. Uh, let me also say this. Um, Tomorrow night, the Atlanta gathering. It's the first of it's the first one, so we're excited about it. Wednesday night church, guys. You got to get ready for Wednesday though. You got to watch Sunday's message. You got to get uh, that. And then somebody says, "Yes, it is past appreciation month too." Um, so uh, it is past appreciation month. So praise God for that. I'm so excited. 14 years, y'all. Amazing. I look younger now than when I started. Come on here. He'll renew your youth like an eagle. Love you guys. Hope you have an amazing night. 
Make sure you sow. Someone said, Ain't a man. That's a southern saying, Ain't a man. Make sure you sow tonight. Share this if you haven't already shared this. There's so much more I wanted to hit. I'm not going to be able to do it. I love you, Harvest. I love you. You have no clue how much I love you and uh, how much I'm so grateful that we are on this journey together. So even if it's your first time, you're like, that man don't know me to love me. Listen, ask any of my people. Ask any of the Harvest Spoker. They'll tell you, nah, that's that's what it is. I love you. Have an amazing night. Love you, Instagram. Make sure you sow Atlanta tomorrow night, church on Wednesday night. Get the app. Love you. We'll let Instagram go. Bam. Love you guys. Shalom. Have a good night. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.